Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And as always, I am so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Now, this is an episode that I've been excited about for a long time coming, and it's an episode that's going to be all about social media. And social media is one of those things where a lot of companies in our industry kind of mess around with it, but a lot of them are not very effective in what they do. And so for this episode, I actually flew out to Spokane, Washington to interview return guest to the show, Grant Falco, because in my opinion, he is one of the best people in our industry at using social media in a way that connects with customers and ultimately grows his business. So I'm stoked to jump into that. But before we do, I mean, thinking about season three so far, we are coming up on the back half of the season, and I'm really excited about the encouragement that I've been getting from you guys about the episode so far. It sounds like you were really stoked on the seven-step sales process, and then jumping back into interviews of miscellaneous topics has been a hit too. So keep the feedback coming, and just remember that if you have any questions, make sure to email those to tim at itsfiretime.com, and I would love to answer them. We'll be doing a Q&A episode as the last episode of this season. Now, uh, just for those of you who are listening, with this episode being about social media, as I'm recording this, I'm actually on Instagram Live right now. And actually, when I recorded this interview with Grant Falco, we were on Instagram Live as well. And so I feel like it's a lot of people get scared about doing something live because, you know, what if you mess up? What if you say uh or and or the wrong thing? For me personally, I found that Instagram Live is an awesome way to connect with people. Even if your following is small, like you'll learn in this episode today, I'm convinced it's not about how many followers you have. It's about do the right people follow your brand or your company and are they engaged with you? So we're going to dive into that, but I think it's cool that we're on Instagram Live now. We did the interview at the time on Instagram Live, so this is going to have a very conversational feel to it because I did like virtually no editing to this. I wanted it to come across very much the same way in the podcast that it did to the people who listened in on Instagram live. Now, to fill you guys in a little bit, I want to just kind of bring you up to speed on where I've been for the last month or so. Uh, I've actually been pretty busy doing a lot of travel. I spent some time in Washington, D.C. This is probably... Oh, two and a half, three weeks ago for an HPBA board meeting out there. And I mean, man, the HPBA is seriously doing so much to grow our industry. It's crazy. And to be able to sit in on these board meetings and understand the effort that the leaders of our industry are going to, to grow and to protect and to preserve our industry is awesome. Now, one of the things that we did too when I was back in DC is we spent a day on Capitol Hill lobbying. Right now, our industry is under all kinds of pressure from the government in regards to how our products are regulated. This is going on federally and it's also going on locally. But it was amazing to spend a day on Capitol Hill. I was actually with my old boss, Scott Ongley from Lysak's Fireplaces. And we, you know, we got all decked out in suits. We talked to senators, we talked to Congress people and their staff, and really advocated for our industry. And I talked about this back in season one with Rachel Feinstein that, you know, I can 
hold a cynical view of government sometimes, and especially in today's just ridiculousness on, on both sides of the political spectrum, it is easy to be disenchanted by it. But what I found when I've been to D.C. is that the people I've talked to have seemed to be genuinely interested in what's affecting me and my company and the people that work for us, and they really have tried to listen and offer the best support that they can. So I feel like, you know, our government's not perfect by any means, and there's people in this country who do not have a voice, but man, a lot of us do have a voice, and we should make sure that we're using it. Now, last thing I'm going to tell you before we jump into this interview here is that there's an event coming up in April. It's actually going to be on the 14th and 15th in Fort Worth, Texas. It's the Sales Fundamentals Workshop 2020. And we actually talked about this a couple episodes ago when Bradley Hartman was on this podcast and we talked about the make a plan step of the sales process. But this workshop is something that is unbelievable. I went to it as a student last year and then Bradley graciously invited me to teach a section specifically to the fireplace industry. But if you're someone who does B2B sales and that you sell to businesses, whether it's to builders or if you're a manufacturer's rep and you sell to distributors or dealers, or if you're a distributor's rep who sells to you know, builders, architects, or dealers, this event is an absolute must. I'm telling you that it's a high dollar event, number one, but your return on investment will be ridiculous if you can put into place the tactics and the techniques that Bradley is going to teach you. I know, you know, for me personally, he helped me with some tools that I put in play that I use literally week in and week out to manage the productivity and the organization of my teams. So if you want to check this out, you can go to behind your backs sales.com slash it's fire time. That's behind your back sales.com slash it's fire time. And I know space is limited. It's going to sell out, but I'm hoping to see as many fireplace people there as possible. Now, with all that in mind, like I said, we are going to jump into this interview with Grant Falco about social media. And I cannot wait for you to hear what he has to say because a lot of people are just, they're kind of scared of it. It's like they, they mess around with social media, but they don't feel that comfortable with their brand's message. And most companies miss the mark. So the goal for today is to give you some super practical tools that you can put into place right away to move the needle with your company in the way that you connect with customers via social media. Joining me from Spokane, Washington as a return guest to the show, Grant Falco. I feel like I don't even need to introduce you anymore. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing so good, Tim. Nice. Really happy to be here. Thanks for coming to Spokane to oh, do yeah. this. And yeah, we did have an amazing lunch earlier. Yeah, we did. You know, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Every time I come to Spokane, it's a good time. And I, I just, I'm inspired whenever I'm in your business. I feel like I was kind of walking around the grounds of Falco's before we came up here to your office. And it's pretty, pretty impressive. I, I It means a lot coming from you, Tim. I take a lot of pride in this, this place, this building, this uh, family business. And, you know, Part of what it looks like is who you are, and so we really believe in keeping everything tight, everything clean, and I think that's representative of what you see. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, the reason we wanted to have you on the podcast today was to talk about social media specifically. To give a little background to people who don't follow you, you have built a, a great following through the Barbecue Channel, and then you also do social media for your business in general, and I want to kind of pick your brain on, on what you've learned as you've grown that presence. Yeah. So, so the first thing I want to dive into is I want to ask you, you know, why is social media something that businesses need to be using and paying attention to? You know, I feel like social media is kind of thought of as, and we've talked about this before, like the Kim Kardashian, just for fun, just leisurely. Well, it is, and that's true. Uh, I think social media is absolutely probably one of the most 
vital and valuable marketing tools you can use. Uh, you can do it, first of all. You can do it when you want. Yeah. And it's speaking to a community that you don't you don't get to interact with inside your doors. So uh, it's the best value in digital marketing. And truly, it's where everybody is. Where where are We talk about this a lot. When we you walk outside here, and where do you see people? Their people are looking on their phones, totally. and they're on social media. So yep. it's this virtual community that you need to be a part of. And we've talked about this a lot. The value to that is how consumer shopping habits are changing and this invisible sale where – Go talk, ahead. Yeah, oh no, I was going to say, talk about that invisible sale. This is really important. Yeah, so vis- invisible sale where digitally empowered buyers are self-educating and making key purchase decisions before your company even knows that they're in the market. So we, in the past, have relied on people coming in our door and giving them value. Sure. The invisible, saying, invisible sale is saying they're out of the market before they're in your door. So if you're not out there, if you're not out in social media, being the authority and the trusted expert from the very beginning, you don't know when they're shopping. Yeah. You don't know when they're starting their journey. And if you're not there, they might not come in your door no matter how much you know. And I think the truth is, like, love it or hate it, social media is here to stay. And it's, it's not going anywhere. No it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. 100%. Now, it's going to change. And that's the one thing that people get scared of. It's going to change, but it's not going away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you teach a course called Get Over It, Overcoming the Fear of Social yeah. Media. I love that title, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Get Over It, yeah, Overcoming yeah. the Come Fear on. of Social Media. You got to do it. Yeah. It's really good. So you, you've literally taught this course like all over the country and even like in Eastern Canada. And one thing that you talk about are the five fears of social media. And I think that these are very legitimate for people who are kind of messing around with it. I mean, even thinking about like we're on Instagram Live right now. Yeah. And there's probably a fear factor to that for a lot of people of like, well, I, wait. I'm, I'm scared of it. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous to do it, but you got to do it. Yeah, I mean, you're but doing- there's there's multiple fears. And Tim, when we're in business, we we encounter these fears on a, a regular basis. Yeah. it's not that like these are fears that no one knows about. We all know them. We just have to be intentional sure. about addressing them and understanding them. So yeah. we can go through those. Real yeah, let's, quick let's and do we'll it. Let's go through all five of them. A few of them. Yeah. So the fear you don't have enough time. That's all our fears. We yeah. don't have enough time. We have to make that time, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. The fear that you're going to make a mistake or embarrass yourself. That's a huge one, especially with the uh, maybe a little bit older uh, uh, clientele or, or people that are looking to do it. You're not going to go viral. You know. I mean, truthfully, yeah. uh, the only bad way of doing social media is not doing it at all, truthfully. Yeah. Uh, the fear to change, we all deal with that. Uh, the fear that you'll fail and the fear that you're too late. So. Yeah. Which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's just start at the beginning. Let's okay. give a little rundown to each one. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have enough time to do anything, truthfully. Yeah. And we have to prioritize. And social media needs to, and I hope by this course that people understand that there's a little bit more value and a little bit more importance in social media. And you have to make time. Yeah. So you have to be intentional about scheduling time. It only takes maybe an hour a week to do it. And you have to keep it consistent. Yeah. So, I mean, to speak to that, you do have enough time. As long as you understand it's important, it's valuable, and it will shoot up your priority list, and you'll make some time for it. It's worth it. And I feel like it's funny. I mean, no one in the world has free time anymore. Like, it just – it doesn't exist. No. And the truth of the matter is that even though none of us have free time, we're all busier than ever, we still manage to find a way to do the things that are most important to us. Absolutely. And social media – it just isn't in that priority list for a lot of us. And it, it, I do, I do strongly believe it needs to be in that priority list. Yeah. So the next fear would be, you know, your fear to make a mistake or embarrass. I fight this all the time. I'm not, I'm not an extrovert. I'm not someone that likes to get in front of a camera. I'm not someone that likes to get in front of people. Go on Instagram live. Go on Instagram live. I can't stand my voice. I've told you that I can hardly listen to myself. I know I need to. You just have to kind of get over that. You have to understand that 
the only bad way of doing social media is by not doing it. Yeah, you mentioned that. There's not a lot of mistakes that you can make um, that aren't uh, you're able to overcome. People aren't critiquing you on social media. They might just graze over you because you're not as interesting or whatnot. Totally. I I, I had people – I was was teaching a class on social media in Oklahoma City a little little while ago, and one of the fears that that did come up was – people saying, well, what if I make a mistake and it goes viral? Yeah. And I, I feel like, honestly, it would have to be something so vile, so terrible, like well, ill-intentioned, like to go, like otherwise people just ignore it. Well, I've know? heard things, and I don't know how factual this is, but I've heard winning the lottery, you have better odds of winning <laughs> the lottery than going viral. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that is a fear, but it's it should be a minor fear because the chances are very unlikely. I yeah. do understand the fear to get in front of the camera. And I don't know how to speak to getting over that. I can speak to me once I realized the value and how important it was. Yeah. I just made up my mind I had to get over it. That's awesome. Um, The fear to change. Man, this one is. So I firmly believe that you can't get better unless you change. Totally. And so we all have a fear to change. I run a business that's been in the same location for 90 years. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do we not want to change sometimes? Yeah, We're yeah, so yeah. stuck in our way. But in the last five years, we've gotten better because we have changed. Social media is just one of those things you kind of got to get over. And you have to realize that change is a positive change. Digital marketing and social media are just so powerful. You got to get over and just that fear to change, you got you to get over that. Yeah, and I think one thing I want to speak to with this is, is I feel like when it comes to social media, people talk about, well, wait, what happens if the platform changes? Or what happens if you build a big Instagram following and then Instagram goes under? Totally. You know, and, and sure, there's some legitimate things to think about there, but what happens is you build a skill set of learning to use digital tools and communicate and resonate with people via your messaging. And that doesn't go away. I think about even this podcast, like for me, the reason that I'm able to do the podcast is because I played guitar for years in a failing punk rock band. And so for better or for worse, I'm, I've gotten over the fear of, you know, jumping on a stage. I'm used to hearing what my voice sounds like. It doesn't sound weird to me. I'm used to it. Yeah. And, and even though the medium has changed that I express myself with communication, the skill set that was developed has actually only gotten sharper. And I think that the fear to change and and the fear that you're going to fail, all of it kind of comes down to the fact that it's like planting a tree. You ask the question like, well, when's the best day to plant a tree? It was 20 years ago, right? When's the best day to start a Facebook account? Well, it was, it was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. When's the second best day? It's right now. Yep. And I think focusing on the change or that change is hard or the problems on why not to change is a lot of the, the, the problem. I think your focus has to be on what you need to do to get better, the goals that you need to be and, and, and set forth. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've gone through three of them. What is fear number four of social media? So the fear to fail. I think we can kind of go past that one pretty quickly because it seems to be like that's the same one as embarrassment. We fight the fear to fail every single day that we get up. So social media is just another part of that fear and you you need to overcome it. The youngest generation is really good at it. So us as an older generation, just even the fear, that fact that we're not as good as the younger generation at it is intimidating. And that's kind of part of the fear to fail. So yeah. what, no, what, I want to jump in here because one yeah. thing one thing to speak to with the fear to fail is in marketing for the past 20, 30 years, we actually haven't known if we're failing or not. So like True. if you run a TV ad, it's really safe yep. because like you can oh. see yourself on the six o'clock news and yep. every, all your friends and neighbors can point to you and you can kind of puff up your chest yep. a little bit. But like you don't know if it worked. Yeah, you don't know totally. who saw it. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, you can track door swings of people coming in, but you don't know how many people watched it. You don't know what effect the branding had. 
And we have gotten really, really good. This goes back to Seth Godin, but we've gotten really good at hiding behind marketing where we don't want to know if it works. Totally. We are really good at that. And when you start pushing against certain traditional pieces of, of marketing and advertising with, with social media and digital, where with digital, you know if it works. 100%. And there's a, right there's away. a lot of marketers that, that don't want to know. Yeah. And, and you might not want to know. Yeah. I mean, you, you have, with the analytics and the tracking that social media or digital marketing gives you, uh, it's basically telling you if you're doing it right. Yeah. The best part about that is that you can get better. You know what you're not doing right. 100%. And you can get better at it. So, yeah. Uh, great point. I mean, absolutely great point. Yeah. Uh, and then, then the fear you're, you're too late. Okay. So, so I, I truly believe that we're coming up against the time where it's going to be too late. And we've talked about this many yeah. times. I think that it's like an iPhone upgrade or an iPhone update where if you miss a few of these updates, it is hard to get yep. that iPhone back. Just happened to my wife. 100%. So social media is the same. There is going to come a time when there's been so many changes and you're so far behind that you are unable to catch up. And I say, now is the time. You do not wait any longer. You need to get on social media because we're not going to say it's not too late for very much longer. Yeah. And I think what it is, is retraining your brain to be thinking about connect. It's retraining your brain to be thinking about connecting with today's consumer in, in a way that is going to be true for the next 10, 20 years. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that you can't right now, you yeah. cannot replicate social media through any other type of advertising. No. I mean, it's just that that simple. You're in a market in this virtual community that if you're either there or you're not, and uh, you want to be there. Yeah. Okay, Grant. So I want to I want to circle around to this. So for a business who is watching this on Instagram or listening to it on the podcast when it comes out, if they know it's important to be on social media, but they're just overwhelmed on where to start, where, yeah. where do you begin? Yeah. So. You keep it simple with anything that you're going to start for the first time. I mean, the first step of a thousand mile journey needs to be simple. Yeah. It needs to be easy. Uh, and you'll learn from there. So what I would say is the first thing you need to do is you need to decide your why. You have to decide why you're doing this. So your business can do a number of different things, but decide on the one thing that you want to to be the authority of. And, and I'll give you an example of that. But the, the second part to that is that you have to decide what your end game is. What are you trying to get out of this? Yeah. What do you want? And so like for me, and it, to give you my example, is uh, a few years ago, I decided that I wanted to take our undervalued barbecue department and create Falco Barbecue yeah. and be the authority in town on barbecue. And so we decided to come out with Falco Barbecue and our goal was to double our revenue in two years. But we didn't post about sales. Yep. We didn't post about the brands we sold. We just, I just cooked my meals that I would do on a daily basis and basically featured the, the tools that I was using that we do sell, didn't mention that. The grills that we sell, didn't mention that. And all of a sudden was a trusted expert or a guide in that. So you were inviting people into a life. 100%. Yep. And all of a sudden we're over a thousand followers then 2000 followers. And it's because first of all, the backyard barbecue, barbecue world, people love to share that stuff totally. and people love to conversate on that stuff. Yep. So I thought it was an avenue to grow social media as well for us, but it, it, it made us Falco barbecue. So now in Spokane, I get people 
emailing me all the time, asking me this recipe, asking me that recipe. All of a sudden, I became the authority in the yep. community through social media. Nothing I did in the store. Now, with that said, I had to back up with merchandising and back up being the barbecue destination. Sure. In hindsight, I did that. But no, you have to start simple. You have to decide your why, and you have to have a goal in sight to make it uh, successful. We'll get back to our interview with Grant Falco in just one minute. Now, I want you guys to imagine something. Imagine that you're getting ready to go fishing for the day, and you spend a bunch of time working on getting the right gear, and you've got this amazing boat, and you've got the best bait. And so you go out, you're going fishing for the day, and the bait is working. The fish are connecting with it, and you're catching fish after fish after fish. So you feel really good about the day. At the end of it, you go to look in your nets, and you find out that the nets are empty. Because they actually had a hole in them. Well, that's what happens with most companies in our industry when it comes to their marketing. I want you to think about your marketing as the bait. Now, you could have the best bait in the world and be catching customer after customer after customer. But in today's market, when customers get attracted to your marketing, it leads them to your website. And if your website is not specifically set up to engage customers, turn them into a lead, provide them an estimate, and move them along the sales funnel, they're going to hit the back button. And it doesn't matter how good your marketing is, your net has a hole in it. I found over the last three years as I've been looking into this that there are countless companies whose marketing convinces customers that they want Fireplace, but they buy a different brand or they buy from a different company because the initial website of the manufacturer or the dealer didn't engage them and move them through the sales funnel. So I put together a video course to go over three reasons in particular that most websites are leaking money. And before this podcast is over, I want you to go to the website, yourwebsiteisleakingmoney.com. That's yourwebsiteisleakingmoney.com. You can get this video course sent over to you for free. And I'm telling you that if you apply these things, you will see a monumental change in the way that your marketing works. You're going to be able to patch the hole in your net and start being able to capture the fish that you're spending millions or thousands of dollars in marketing to. Again, that's yourwebsiteisleakingmoney.com. And I think one thing, see, this is kind of where, where I want to go next. There, there are a lot of companies. So on one hand, you've got companies who have seen social media and they're kind of dipping their toe in the water, but they're just overwhelmed on where to start. The other side is you have companies who have a social media presence, but honestly, it's not working. And, and just laying my cards on the table, I would say most companies in our industry have a social media presence that's not working. And I think there's a key reason why that I want to get into with you. But why do you think that is? Well, they're running them like their website, right? They're running them like their website. They're talking about sales. They're talking about BTUs. They're talking about grilling surface. They're talking about all these things. And people aren't attracted to that. They see it and they go right past it. Uh, You have to decide what you are as a manufacturer. Manufacturers have a tough spot, truly, because they are into selling and selling their brand. But it's all about being the guide. And we've talked about this on a number of levels. You'll probably be able to speak to this better. I can speak to it from real world experience that I didn't, when I started Falco Barbecue, it was nothing about Falco Barbecue. It wasn't about a sale that we had. It wasn't about the grills that we had. It was about uh, the recipes, the cooking, and having fun with the with the community. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, since I was doing it on a consistent basis, becoming the authority. So I think that the problem is is, is we 
and I, we're a family owned business here and we have struggled with this too. 90 years in business, uh, quality, you know, for 40 years in fireplaces, it's all about us and your message has to change. Yeah. You can speak to that a little bit more. No, you're, you're, you're going exactly where I was hoping that you would because I think the reason that most companies' social media presence isn't effective is because they make it all about them. 100%. They make it all about them. And like I, was, I, was, I was scrolling through uh, Instagram a little bit earlier today, and there was a major manufacturer of fireplaces that was talking about, and again, this is like a consumer-facing ad, about how their new fireplace has a 14.5-inch framing depth. Wow. Great. Like, I guarantee you, my wife going through Instagram is not interested in knowing that a fireplace has a 14 and a half inch framing depth. And the idea is that we have to be someone that our customers want to follow, which sounds really simple, but it's the truth. Like, so, so if you follow someone on social media, why do you follow them? I mean, like, I think about companies that I follow or people that I follow is because, A, I want to see a little bit of insight into their life, or B, maybe they give valuable, like, leadership content or video content. With fireplaces, like, we saw such a visually inspiring element. Like, why not talk about, like, how you can transform your family's experience? You can show before and after pictures. You can have, um, you know, an awesome picture of a family. You know, you know, you can talk about how fire is so central to the family yeah. and, to, and so central to our lifelong, uh, just our, our, our history and, and the warmth and everything it provides, the Christmases around. You can talk about all that sentimental stuff because that's what's important with the fireplace. It's not about the 14-inch no. depth. Now, I will say if that manufacturer's target is our dealers yep. and they are creating a dealer and they're going after more dealers and okay, maybe yep. not for your wife, but maybe for a dealer. Yeah. And that's where they have to decide what is most important. To yeah. A hundred percent. I'm glad you said that. Cause one thing I think that is really important to talk about is the fact, and this is just my opinion. So when it comes to social media, I truly believe it is not about how many people follow you. It's about do the right people follow you. 100%. And, and I think about, so like, like my journey on social. So like, you know, I'm on Instagram and I've got like 450 followers, which isn't that many compared to, you know, a lot of, I mean, you got thousands following you on, on Falco barbecue, but the way that I look at it is the content I produce is very niche. You know, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to inspire our industry. I'm trying to share some of what has helped me grow our business. And there's a tiny fraction of the population that that's going to resonate with. And that's perfectly good with me. So I'm not worried about, you know, well, I've only got 450 followers. What I'm saying is, man, I'm so excited. I've got 450 fireplace people that are listening to what I have to say. And I'm like, dude, that is so valuable. And I, I truly think it's the same for your family business. 100%. I mean, I, and I think speaking to that, you, you not only know that they're fireplace people, you can go into the analytics and know a lot about who is following you, which is just huge for the future of the fire time or the fire time uh, podcast and whatnot. So yeah. And, and, I, and I guess I, I think too, like just even looking back at, at this year, you know, doing the the little bit that I have on social media with there's only a few hundred people that are following me, but it has actually opened up opportunities to like go and speak all over the country to, to it, it's taken me places that I never imagined. And the amazing thing is that it was with, it was with a small group of people. And I think that all of us in local business can listen to that same uh, ethos and mantra with, yeah. with your own business that it's, it's about finding a small core group of people that, that want to go along on the ride with you and helping give value to them to make their lives better and they'll continue to follow. No question. I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I want to ask you one more question before we sign off here. We'll continue the rest of the conversation offline, and yeah. it'll, it'll air with the rest of the podcast. Sweet. But if someone's listening to this, and, and they're getting stressed out, because there's a million platforms, right? Instagram, Facebook, House, uh, you know, Pinterest, you, you know, go down the list. Yeah. Is it important to be on all of them, and like, where do I start? It's it's important to not be on all of them. Okay, that's for sure. Again, it comes down to simple and why, and what's your goal, and that actually goes to picking the platform as well. So, you know, if I was just blanket, didn't know you, didn't know why, didn't know what your result you wanted to have, I would say start with Instagram. Okay, and I would say start with Instagram because it's a pic- picture based, which is very visual. There's tons of people on it right now, and it still has an algorithm that is conducive to the users in building their following. Sure. Facebook is sec- is is the second one there. Facebook is phenomenal. Facebook is a little bit harder to penetrate right now because their algorithm has went to a more pay to play type of yeah, thing. But just, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, if, you're, if, you're will, if you're willing to pay, we'll talk about that later in the conversation. Yeah. If you're willing to pay, I think Facebook's Facebook's probably where to start, right? One hundred percent. Instagram's organic, but Facebook is if you're willing to pay. You 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 hit it on a nail on the head. And the one thing that you need to know is that Instagram can post to Facebook, so you can actually do Instagram and Facebook by only posting through Instagram, which is a huge benefit because we're. We don't have enough time, right? Yeah. We need it to be uh, done. And if you're going on two platforms through one post, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so I said that I'd stop the, the broadcast here, but I got to ask you one more question okay. for the people on Instagram Live before we get going. Can you tell the story of Falco Barbecue? So you talked a little bit about it before. I want to hear the story about it and also the results that you've had with like your barbecue fest every year, that that's been just, you know. Yeah going like gangbusters because of your Instagram presence. Yeah. Okay. So like many fireplace companies, we sell barbecues, right? And so we sold barbecues for 20 years, maybe even longer. Um, But we never sold barbecues well. We never were known for barbecues. We are known for fireplaces and that's fantastic. And I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Yeah. But I realized, you know, uh, a part of our business that we needed to diversify. First of all, I established barbecues as a marketing arm and to our, our, our uh, entire showroom. So barbecues really drive business for us. And so I knew it was important, not because I made a ton of money selling barbecues, because it kept the doors swinging. Yeah. People are coming in for spices, totally. rubs, fuel. And I knew that was important to a retail showroom to keep those doors swinging, especially in the off season, yeah. so that we're top of mind. So I uh, met with our team and I remember saying this specifically, I want to be the barbecue destination in the Northwest in yep. Spokane. And uh, how I was going to do that, I was, I was going to do that through social media. Yeah. And I, I, I saw this backyard barbecue movement on social media. I mean, what better? Every guy wants to share their food. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And what they every, cook. every man wants to be the king of the backyard <laughs> barbecue. I'm One, sure some women do too. <laughs> absolutely. And there's 21% of the people follow me are women. Wow. 79% are men. But there is just something to um, barbecues and social media. So it was twofold. We wanted to build our barbecue department and we wanted to grow it exponentially. We said we wanted to double it in two years. Uh, but we also saw that barbecues was beneficial to Falco's social media presence. Yeah. And so we still have Falco Spokane as our Instagram handle, but Falco Barbecue was the barbecue uh, arm to that. So I uh, started Falco Barbecue, and all I did was post the, the food that I was cooking <laughs> on a daily basis. And honestly, you guys, I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I didn't know what I was doing. I'm not a good cook. There was a learning curve for me. You're a good I, cook now. I am getting there, and I've learned a lot from the people that follow okay. me and all the interactions, and Instagram has taught me a ton. But when I got on there, I realized that it's a community of these people that just want to engage yes, and want it is to a community. talk. It's a community, and it's a virtual community, and like it or not, you need to be in there. And, and I'm just going to say, if you treat your community – 
like it's an infomercial, you'll lose. 100%. Period. It's, it's glazed eyes, and they're on to the next person. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. They, so how they uh, – Spokane has a community of barbecue people, but it's the whole country that was you know that is on social media. Yeah. Uh, but I engaged with the people that were engaging with me. And, and you quickly realize there's a lot of people locally that do barbecues just like you. You make relationships with them. Uh, you create influencers and brand ambassadors. And so basically what we did was we started the Falco Barbecue account. Within a couple years, we definitely – doubled our business. Wow. Barbecue Fest, just speaking to social media and the importance there. Like, well, I'm going to paint the picture here yeah. real quick. So for years, you'd run a barbecue fest every year. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it was a good event. Yes. But when you tell the people listening to this how many people started coming once you started doing Instagram and social media work, I, it's going to blow their minds. Yeah. So I want to say about four years ago, we made a decision to – we used to – so we've done Barbecue Fest. I think this was our 10th year. Uh and uh, it's been successful. It's hard to it's hard to get an event down, but this event was successful. But we had to spend a lot of money to make it successful. Yeah. we'd spend maybe five thousand dollars in TV advertising, maybe a thousand dollars in newspaper, and then some, uh, maybe some on some mailers to existing yeah. customers yeah. and things like that. Uh, so by the time you do that, you're pushing eight, nine, ten grand. In I would say, costs. yeah, six to seven okay. was generally what we'd end up spending. And so we we made a decision as a team one year to to just put our $1,000 into Facebook marketing. We had built a following. And so just to kind of digress a little bit to the Facebook part, I knew 10 years ago that Facebook was going to be important when my grandma got on it. I just knew <laughs> right away when my grandma was on, I was like, people are getting on this thing and I need to be ahead of it. So before the algorithm kind of changed to, to grow your following organically, we got to 4,500 followers or whatnot. Well, once we had 3,000, 3,500 followers, we were able to do a, pay, you know, a paid uh, boost and target three do you have three different campaigns for barbecue fest yeah the short story of that is that we went from an average of 700 to 1000 in attendance to 2500 to 3000 in attendance afterwards 3000 people with a sixth of the cost invested wow and, and that is and how many people live in Spokane uh, you got about in the outskirts and everything about a half a million people. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we have 3, a good reach. Thousand people coming to your business, though. So. Yeah, I'd say this last year we had about twenty eight hundred uh, come through. There was a couple years ago where we had over three thousand. Crazy. And and, and and you know the barbecue fest is just a kickoff to our season. It's every Mother's Day uh, Saturday, and it's just it's actually all our customers and some of our reps cooking and sharing food. And it, we charge a dollar for donations to Spokane Operation Hero. It's an amazing event. I would strongly recommend doing an event like that to kick off your barbecue season and using. Uh, some social media advertising for it. Well, Grant, I mean, that's a pretty crazy story about Barbecue Fest. I feel like seeing the pictures every year is just, it's inspiring. I mean, to be able to rally people like that to your cause is something that not many businesses can do. So as we round out here, what I want to do is I want to get into the specifics of what kind of posts do people want to see from your business if you're active in the social media space? Well, there's a million posts that you can do that are right. And you just have to pick, again, it comes down to what it, what are you doing it for? The why and what is your result? I would say that you want to you want to show them who you are. We are all the trusted experts and the authority in our industry, but we are only that when they call us or when they come in our door. And so, what I would say with your post, you want to be that. You want to be the trusted expert or authority in your industry in your marketplace. So, how you do that is you you're real. You post picture. You post videos of uh, a testimonial of your customer or you have a bio of your of your sales leader and tell them how awesome they are your your wins are celebrated your customer wins are celebrated um 
you know, there's a number of different ways that yeah. you can uh, provide value. But it's, 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 it's important thinking of yourself as a guide and the authority and taking what you do in your store. Like I always – I mean to be very honest with you, if, if you were to ask me and my salespeople in my store will, will laugh at this, but I believe I'm the best salesperson in my business. I've thought that my dad would tell you he's the best salesperson. Sure. Anna would tell you she's the best salesperson in our business. And we're all good at certain things. But we're only good at those things if the people come to us. And what I'm telling you is you get on social media and you be those things on social media, whatever they are. Give your value out on the line, as Vince Vaughn would say on the intern, and, 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 and be there. And if you're the authority, they're going to know who you are prior to making a decision or even knowing they're in the marketplace. And they'll, they'll come in your door and you'll, give, you'll get that shot. Yeah, and I think there's just – there's so much equity. I mean honestly, if you do nothing but post before and after pictures, that is of such higher value than you know posting a, a picture about your framing depth totally. or your new proprietary passive heat wall technology. And 100%. Like, I mean, I think yeah. we, we take before and afters for granted, but if just think about it. If you're marketing to a consumer, what do they want to see? They yep. want to see, oh, this is what my house looks like now, and this is the life I'll have when it's done. You know, it's so funny you say that, Tim, because we uh, have done a decent job with social media, I think. But before and after pictures are – when we first started, we used to do a lot of, and, and we got away from it. So we just implemented a program where uh, our installers always send pictures in of every job. Our estimator always sends pictures in of every job. And we weren't getting the pictures that we wanted for before and afters for social media. And so what we ended up doing was doing a monthly prize. So all these pictures go into a pool. The support staff votes on the top five. The top five get emailed out to the entire Falco's team, and we all vote on it. The pictures have become amazing. <laughs> I mean, I can't even tell you. They're getting down. They're doing angles. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. like, downloading photography stuff because they want to win that prize every month. And our before and after pictures are going to start coming live on, on our Instagram and our Facebook, and I think people will be impressed. And, and I would suggest to do that, other companies to do that. Yeah, and, and I just think that what you got to do is – this goes back to what you talked about. Know your why. So you got to think about – Who's my audience? Yeah. Who am I trying to engage with? Totally. You know, if I'm trying to engage with uh, young people who are buying condos, well, what do young people who are buying condos want to see on Instagram? Yeah. They probably want to see sweet pictures of what their loft space could look like with yep. ideas of, you know, design and decor. You know, I think about, for me, uh, you know, I got this Fireside Tim Instagram handle and, well, what do people want to see? You know, I, I think that they want to that they want to get some of the insight that's helped me, and that's that's what I try to share. And you know, maybe they want to see a little bit of the background of my real life to find out if I actually am this you know crazy punk rocker that that also does. Podcasts. He is. He is. <laughs> but yeah. I think that that's really important. It's just you got to reverse engineer who who do I want to reach and what would they be interested in sharing. You got to make yourself someone who's worth following. Yeah, and I'd like to add something to that. So I think what kind of post is really important, and and we kind of we touched on that a little bit. Um, but I, I really think the consistency of the post is vital. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you guys to take a week off, to take two weeks off. It, it, it is devastating to the growth that you put in the few weeks prior. Content, just content out on a daily basis is almost as important as the content that's there. So don't be afraid to make some mistakes and not have the best content at the beginning. Sometimes I post things that I'm not a hundred percent proud of. Like I'm like, I like that picture, but it's not perfect. But you know what? It's better. Than not than no post, especially in the social media world. I did the same thing, and my wife is always the first person to let me know that post wasn't on point. And I'll yeah. say, you know what, you're right. <laughs> God, the, ne- the next one will be better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you do? Yeah. And you know right away that next you one will be better. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's really good. You know, Seth Godin said 
a while ago that if someone wants to be successful in life and he could give them one piece of advice, he said it would be to write a public blog every single day. Yeah. He said that he said it doesn't matter what you want to do in life if you are used to on a daily basis coming up with some kind of original thought material and putting it out in front of other people that is a recipe for you to win no matter what you want to do. I that's, that's a, it makes you super intentional that way too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I want to move into influencer marketing grant. This is something that has been really big for you. Can you talk about what influencer marketing is and and how people should be thinking about it on social? Yeah. So you you if any of you are on social media, you'll know that there's like there's ambassadors or influencers that are out there, whether it's uh, uh, Big Green Egg or Traeger or or a number of different brands. That's a way of advertising now. Uh, you know, I read something the other day that uh, says that influencers, an influencer's recommendation is ten times ten times more followed than a friend's or family's referral. Wow! And the reason that is is because they are the guide. Yeah. They are the trusted expert. So someone that doesn't know can refer you, but the person that you don't know but is the expert that refers you is like gold. Yep. And so our story is through engagement, I started to meet people on Instagram, guys. It's kind of different to meet guys and then sit down with guys that you meet from Instagram. <laughs> I It's like online dating in a way. You don't even know what you're getting in, yourself into because you only know their their social media presence. But I engaged with my community, and I found five or six influencers that are all about Falcos now. Yeah. And they are the lifeline to my – and every time I post, I'll tag them, and they share it. Uh, we've given them deals, not, not not crazy good deals, but 10, 20, 25% off yeah. on, on daily things that they're going to need or even grills uh, and worked out relationships that are mutually beneficial. Totally. It's beneficial to them because they're getting some cool discounts and some cool stuff and getting some recognition from a company. And believe me, they put value in your company. Oh, yeah. And then what I get for such an inexpensive price is absolute credibility in the online social media world. So it started with barbecues and we'll bleed it through with fireplaces and things like that. But our influencers are probably one of the biggest reasons our social media account, our barbecue department has has grown. That's awesome. You know, and I, I think about it, I mean, if, if anyone here is listening to this and has an active presence on Instagram, there's probably someone that you look up to as an influencer, as an expert, and that you listen to the advice they have. Like my wife follows three or four accounts on Instagram that have to do with parenting toddlers. And you know what? A lot of the products that we buy, a lot of the things that we do come because these people talk about them and, it, and it's very real life. I mean, they're saying, hey, this is what we do in our lives. This has helped us. This can help you too. And because my wife trusts their opinion as an expert, she comes to me and she's like, hey, I think we need to do this. And I yep. think it works the same way with, with our stuff. 100%. And there's value in in what you provide. So like I would hear – I we can't believe you're reaching out. We can't believe you're communicating with us. You have value that people are like, wow, I can't believe they're talking to us. As soon as they feel like that and they feel welcome to your company, they are all about, they want to, they want to be passionate about something. They want to fall in love with something. And barbecue is easy to fall in love with, but man, they, they end up being evangelical about your company, which is just absolutely phenomenal. Totally. Okay. Grant, this has been an awesome conversation. And where I want to end it is this. Can you give us some resources that someone can take to the bank if they really want to get started and understand this? Well, I, I've, uh, I talk about this book in all my uh, social media presentations, and uh, there's a gentleman out there, and, and you introduced me to him, Tim, and I appreciate it wholeheartedly, and his name is Bradley Hartman. And he put a, a book together that's called The Skeptical Lumberman, which doesn't seem like a social media book. 
But that's where I learned about the invisible sale. Yeah. That's where I truly learned how to, to break down the value and the importance of social media. And on top of that, he talks a little bit about salesmanship. And then he breaks down every social media platform in a basic one-page uh, guide. And it's absolutely a, a necessity to get started. And, and to keep some clarity in this jumbled-up world of social media, it really gives you kind of a a clear path to get started. Yeah, and, and I'm just going to jump in and say that that book is amazing. For me, I, I found it to be the best and most practical primer on social media. And even me, who you know is fairly active in it, I learned a ton. Oh, it. oh, I, it gave me vocabulary to the things that that I was doing already. It gave me clarity to understand why I was doing it and the value of yeah. it. And it's short. It's got a bunch of pictures. It's oh, super it's so easy, easy, read. easy read. I mean, you read it in a night, most likely. Um, you probably want to spread it out a few nights because there's so much content yeah. in there but no it's a fantastic yeah. book and I'd highly yeah. recommend that so it's called The Skeptical Lumberman Guide to Social Media and you can pick it up at BehindYourBackSales.com yeah so the other one and, and this is another one that we're familiar with together and we use quite a bit is Canva.com and, mm. and Canva is just one of those things. And, and, and this is making it simple is key, right? So we're not always the best photographers. We're not always the best artists or designers and putting these posts together. What Canva gives you is templates for free to insert pictures into, gives you fonts that work with those pictures, overlays, all these different things. And really in a quick, easy way, you can really make your social media presence look professional with a, with a platform like Canva. So canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com, uh, an absolutely awesome resource. And and to be very honest with you, a much better resource than just for social media for a oh. number of different things. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I use Canva on almost a daily basis. I mean, multiple times a week I'm using Canva for presentations, for, uh, you know, if I'm going to Invoices. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, there's just so many different things that you can use it for. Yeah, Awesome. Um, there's a couple more. So the invisible sale by Tom Martin, I would definitely recommend, but you know, one of the things that is, everybody knows about YouTube, but one of the things we don't think about when we're learning something like social media, go to YouTube, go to YouTube and type in what you're wondering, what your, there's videos out there that are help that will help you understand what you need to do. Uh, YouTube was a tool that I used to learn everything about barbecue. I mean, everything I learned in barbecue is through videos on YouTube. Sure. If I need to learn the three, two, one method, I went to videos on, on YouTube. So I think YouTube can be one of the, the greatest resources. Awesome, man. Well, this has been a really fun conversation and I, I like how practical it is. I know people are going to get a lot of value out of it and hopefully this inspires you to up your social media game and, and start putting it out there. And you know what? It's okay if it doesn't resonate with everybody. You're going after it resonating with the right people. And don't expect it to take off overnight. Slow is the key here. Slow is fast, I guess, to use Tim's uh, uh, jargon on here. But you got to stick with it. You can't get discouraged when you get two or three likes, when you see people that are getting 40 likes. Stay consistent. Stay true to who you are, to the why and what your goal is. And you'll see it start to fly. I love it, man. Thanks for coming back on the show. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tim. I appreciate you having me. All right, peace. Wow. And that was an awesome conversation with Grant Falco. You know, as I was going through it with him, what I loved about it was how practical it was. You know, Grant is someone who four years ago did not have this figured out. I mean, he was just dipping his toe into the water. And I love like in the interview how he said, 
you know, as soon as my grandma got onto Facebook, I knew it was something that I had to take advantage of. And that's really the truth. And he's someone that's just been a practitioner. He's just worked at it bit by bit by bit. And you got to hear him talk about how this is honestly like moved the needle with his barbecue fest, his grill sales in a way that nothing else could have because he's gotten exposure, but he's also gotten connection with customers. Now, One of the things when it comes to social media, we talked about this a little bit in our conversation, but I really want to drill down on it by quoting my good friend, Bradley Hartman. So Bradley ends every one of his podcast episodes by saying, you are owed nothing. Deliver value first. And that's the truth with social media. You are not entitled to anything. You are not entitled to followers, to viewers, to subscribers, nothing. Because you're not entitled to anything, deliver value first. Think about who are the people in your audience? Who are the people that might be interested in the things that you have to say? And how can you make sure that your content is giving them value. I I mentioned this up front at the beginning of the podcast, but I truly believe too, it's not about how many followers you have. It's really about are the right people following you. I mean, if you're a small local business, don't worry if you don't have thousands and thousands of followers, man. If you have a couple hundred people, like three, 400 people that are interested in the things that you talk about, like that's all that you need. It's about engaging with the people that you have, not about trying to spread this reach with you know content that is shallow. Like, Go deep with a few people, and I'm just convinced over time, you're going to be connected with the people that you need to. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about more too is there's an amazing book by Gary Vaynerchuk that's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. Now, I'll preface this by saying don't buy it if you can't handle harsh language because there's a lot of F words in it, but it's a really, really good book when it comes to understanding the way that social media marketing works. And essentially the whole book is packed into this one analogy and he, he gives the analogy of a boxing match. He says if you're in a boxing match, you just you can't throw, you know, right hook after right hook after right hook at your opponent. They see it coming a mile away, it drains all of your energy, they're gonna dodge it and then they're just gonna crush you. He says in a boxing match, the way that you win is you jab, 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 then you throw the right hook. You know, quick hit, quick hit, quick hit, throw the right hook. Now when it comes to marketing and social media, this is not like you're trying to punch your customer out. The example he gives is that instead of like a lot of companies will maybe say that means like give, 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 take. He says, no, it's give, 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 ask. You get that rhythm? Give, 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 ask. So he would say if there's something that you want your audience to do, you know, give them value, give them value, give them value, then make the ask. Give them value, give them value, give them value, make the ask. Notice you're not taking from them, you're making an ask and they've got every right to say no. It's totally fine. But if you start throwing haymaker after haymaker and right hook after right hook, it totally turns your audience off. They are not interested in it. So man, I see this happen all the time with manufacturers and local dealers and distributors. And I guess this is outside of their social media, their marketing in general, but you know, especially in social media, they make it all about them. And you know, I'm scrolling through Facebook seeing 30% off of fireplaces this weekend, or I'm seeing, look at the free blower promotion that we have going on. And you got to reverse engineer this and think about your customer. Are they going to Facebook to hear about a free blower that you have going on this month? No, they don't care about that. That's not why they're going to Facebook. So if you can understand that principle or buy that book, it's going to help out quite a bit. 
One thing too that Grant talked about, and I think that this is so important, is to highlight consistency over quantity. You know, there's a lot of companies that will do social media in spurts where maybe they'll post like five times in a day and then not post anything for a week and a half. And then they'll hit, you know, three or four posts in a day and not post anything for another week. It is way better to be slow and steady and consistent than to just like machine gun blast and then disappear for a while because your audience wants to engage with you. I would say it's much better to post consistently like, you know, whether it's once a week or twice a week or three times a week, just get into a rhythm of doing that consistently. Even if you have to set a calendar reminder, that consistency over time is going to be much better than just like firing off a bunch of miscellaneous posts and then disappearing, especially if you care about the way the algorithms work. They value consistency by far and also engagement. Man, if people are commenting on your photos, engage with them, talk with them, comment back, send direct messages. A lot of companies don't do this and it's crazy. If you if you can engage with your audience, not only is it going to raise you know your rankings and all the algorithms within whatever social media platform you're on, but just it's going to make people excited about your company. I mean, the fact that someone from your company has taken the time to reply, that's what starts to build a connection. And honestly, that's what Grant did to grow his barbecue following. I think the last thing is this, when it comes to social media, I would remember three things. Number one is be genuine. People don't want to follow a company. They really want to follow a person. So show your humanity, show your company's humanity, highlight specific people in your company and be genuine. Everyone has something unique that they bring to the table that no one else on this planet has. So, you know, be genuine. That's something that's going to draw people to who you are and to the brand that you have. Next is be inspiring. You know, think about where can you think about ideals or ideas or expectations that are beyond what's possible right now. A lot of the time when people go to social media, you know, they're trying to laugh, they're trying to learn something, or they're trying to be inspired. You see on Instagram how many, you know, quotes and inspirational phrases get reshared. Man, find something to be inspiring about. And you can do this as a local company. You can stand for something bigger than yourself. I actually just got done reading The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, and he talks about how every company needs to have a just cause. And if you've got a just cause that you fight for that's bigger than yourself, people will gravitate to you and they will follow that as well. And that's really big on social media. So be genuine, be inspiring. And number three, going back to StoryBrand, be a guide. Be a guide for your audience. Show them the places that they can go and give them the steps to get there. If you can do those things, be genuine, be inspiring, and be a guide, you're going to be a great follow for anyone in your audience. So with that in mind, I hope that this episode has really opened up your eyes to how social media can move the needle for your company, but also that it's not that intimidating. There's just basic, simple things you can do, and it's okay to start small. But I hope it's given you some ideas. I know for me, while I was in that conversation with Grant, I took away a ton. And to the people that have been watching this on Instagram Live, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here, and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time.